Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan Salas. Susan. Hello, American patriots. <clears throat> what are we talking about today? Okay, well, we Tonight. start the show with a prayer. We're going to continue with the big list of 149 Trump accomplishments, and we're up to, I think, September. They started it backwards from November to when he was first elected in January. Um, and I should have changed it again, which I did not. My mistake. So we're only up to September. <laughs> That's how many he's done. Then the ups and downs for the week. More Venezuela news. They must have heard me because remember I said uh, either this show or the past shows that it, there's a media blackout in Venezuela. Well, guess what? They just put in a, a story. So – Somebody obviously heard me. And we will visit the wonderful world of animals if we get to it all. Doubt it. All right. It's time for a prayer. For wisdom and discernment from living prayers. Lord God, we come before you and desire that our lives be like an open book. Come write your story of love across every page. May we hear your voice of guidance in all we do. We trust that with you, we will always see the way ahead. May our every move be at one with your will. We know that you protect us and keep us as we travel. Come reveal to us all that we need to see along the way as we journey on the incredible adventure with you. Amen. You have to excuse me. I have a pill stuck in my throat. And my sinuses are crazy. <clears throat> okay. Back to the big list. Oh, we're in August already. Okay. Uh, <laughs> wasn't if you sure. say so. Yeah. Yeah. Or did you erase the others? No, they're on the last show that we did, but I knew where we stopped. Because uh, okay. I highlighted it. All right, this is from World Ed Daily, and uh, if you want to hear the stuff we already did from last night's show, you got to listen to the recording at uncooperativeradio.com. August. North Korea. In August, the U.S. initiated a resolution in the U.N. Security Council establishing sanctions that would cut North Korea's export revenue by a third. Another re resolution passed September 11th with... New sanctions. 
Oh, excuse me a second. Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Is it better? Uh, no. No? I need the aspirin to loosen up the neck so that I can crack it and get relief. But the aspirin's stuck. And you ordered me to take vitamins. North Korea, again, <laughs> the U.S. implemented its own sanctions in August on 16 Chinese and Russian individuals and entities for conducting business with North Korea. Business optimism. In August, the National Federation of Independent Business said its business, small business optimism index reached 105.3, the highest since 2006, an 11% jump since the week before Trump was elected. The Wells Fargo Gallup Small Business Index said small business owners are the most optimistic since July 2007. The Bloomberg Consumer Comfort Measure reached a 16-year high, with current views of the economy also reaching a 16-year high. Hi. The conference board's consumer confidence index rose in July to near a 16-year high, with consumer short-term outlook improving. So are they trying to say that part of this is what Obama put into place and part of it is what Trump has put into place? No, where do you get that? Because it said 2007. Since 2007. Since. Highest since 2007. And this is 60 year high on this Bloomberg Commie Index. I don't know. The Converse Board's Consumer Confidence Index rose in July to near a 16 year high with consumer short term outlook improving. Job growth. While the new administration certainly can't take all credit and the government itself doesn't create jobs, employers make hiring decisions based on the long-term economic outlook, and the president has a great deal to do with that. The Bureau of Labor Statistics reported nearly 1.3 million new jobs were created during Trump's first 200 days in office. Meanwhile, Obamanus, in his first six months, saw the loss of more than 4.1 million jobs in his first 200 days. The Bureau said 6,000 construction jobs were added in July for a total of 82,000 since January. In addition, 16,000 manufacturing jobs were added in July. A total of 70,000 since January. The labor force participation rate increased to 62.9% in July. In June, there were 6 million job openings in the U.S., one of the highest levels recorded. U.S. manufacturing. During Trump's first six months, the manufacturing index was the highest it had been since 1983 under President Reagan. The National Association of Manufacturers Outlook Survey showed the highest two-quarter average of 91.4% for manufacturing optimism in the survey's 20-year history. The Institute for Supply Management reported its June barometer of manufacturing rose to 
the fastest pace in three years. China trade. The president signed an order in August to investigate Chinese theft of U.S. intellectual property. The IP Commission report estimates that the annual cost to the United States economy from IP theft could be as high as $600 billion, with China as the major contributor. Uh, Infrastructure. The Trump administration aims to dramatically reduce permitting time for projects from 10 years to 2 years, spurring investment and job creation. Although infrastructure is, of course, unconstitutional, uh, as James Madison vetoed on on his way out of his presidency. They had a public works bill. He said, hey, I like the idea, but you got to amend the Constitution. Uh, we got to get back to that mentality because that requires, two, you know, two-thirds or three-quarters, depending on which one. Uh, and that's a hard part to, ma- to match. That's why they don't do it. They just pass legislation. But all the legislation they pass that's not directly enumerated in the Constitution as a power is void which means most of the federal law is void, shall not be enforced. We need to get back to that. All right, where was I here? Argentina trade. The U.S. struck a deal in August to export pork to Argentina that will allow U.S. pork to enter the Argentine market for the first time since 1992 a potential $10 million a year market for American producers. This is bad for us, though, because already pork, chicken, and all this has gone up dramatically because of the use of corn and ethanol. Now they've got a new market for pigs. Are they going to have more pigs? I hope, but I don't think so. The value of each pig will go up, and we'll have to pay more for pork in the, in the store. That's just how it's going to go. Who knows? Maybe places, rural places, you won't even be able to find pork anymore. I really cannot afford for the food bill to go up anymore. I really can't. Well, that's because we should have already had our animals set up up here, and it wouldn't have been a problem. But I was sick and poor gets nothing done. That trade. <clears throat> All right, uh, that was this here is supposed to be a separate one. Trade more than two billion dollars in fines were assessed to China and Canada in August for illegal trade practices. Wow, we, we really we 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 hit Canada. Canada, they have enough problems. Those poor people, they had the they got that commie government going on over there, destroying their lives. Oh, I've I've received pleas from people in Canada for prayers and to go mems to make mems, uh, de- destroying Trudeau. I like I don't make mems. I'm not an artist. I speak, and socialism sucks. I don't care if it's UK. I don't care if it's Canada. I don't care if it's France. It all sucks. Immigration. Department of Homeland Security in August ended the Central American Minor Parole Program 
that had allowed certain miners from El Salvador, Guatemala, and Honduras to enter the U.S. Oh, great. From Central America. That's where MS-13 is. Special. More on immigration. A report in August said that due to reforms and additional hirings of immigration judges, the number of deportation orders increased by nearly 28% compared to the same period of time in 2016. Immigration again. In August, the government also said that of the 42,000 illegal immigrants, aliens, in federal prisons, nearly all of them either had deportation orders or were being investigated for possible deportation. More on immigration. The U.S. U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services in August denied requests from employers to import cheap foreign labor into the U.S. for high-skilled jobs if the employer could not explain why they wanted to pay a lower wage for such work. Military. Trump elevated the Department of Defense's Cyber Command to the status of Unified Combatant Command in August, demonstrating an increased focus on cybersecurity. Military again. In August, Trump directed the military not to move forward with a controversial Obama-era mandate to allow for the first time transgender individuals to be recruited into the armed forces. Yes, there, there's something wrong with them mentally. We don't, we don't put crazy people in the military. That's why you have, that's why you have all these uh, tests. You have, you have to take a psych test to get in. Transgenders can't pass a real psych test. A rigged one, but not a real one. Sorry, all homosexuals are mentally screwed up. That's why they're homosexuals. Islamic Jihad. In August, Trump presented in an address to the nation a new military strategy that put Pakistan on notice for supporting jihadists and warned Kabul it would no longer receive a blank check moving the U.S. away from the Bush-era policy of nation-building and focusing on killing terrorists. The sound of one hand clapping. Veterans Administration reform. Yeah, I'll let you know when it gets better. President Trump signed the Veterans Appeals Improvement and Modernization Act in August, streamlining the lengthy process that veterans undergo when appealing disability benefit claims with the VA. More than 470,000 veterans are awaiting decisions regarding their appeals. The Veteran Affairs Administration is the first agency to post information on employee disciplinary action online. Uh, Streamlining the likely process of eventual to go to appeal disability. Oh, ah, right, got it. Another one for the vet, for the VA. The president signed the Harry W. Colmery Veterans Education Assistance Act in August, which provides educational benefits to veterans, service members, and their family members, including tuition, fees, books, housing, and other additional costs. Government reform. The president signed an executive order in August protecting 
projected to save billions. I hate when it's this program automatically saves because it jumps to wherever the cursor is and I can't read it. Where was I? Uh, yeah. Veterans again, VA again. The president signed the Harry W. Call Mary veterans, blah, blah, blah. I did that too. Uh, tuition, fees, books, and housing. Hmm. Government reform. The president signed an executive order in August projecting to save billions of dollars by streamlining and expediting the permitting process for infrastructure projects. Again, unconstitutional. The order establishes a two-year goal for the federal government to process all of the actions required by federal law for the environmental reviews and permits of major infrastructure projects. Again, I'm not happy about it. I know everybody is but me because it's unconstitutional. Uh, But then the whole creation of the interstate was unconstitutional and the railroads were unconstitutional. But, you know... I don't want to be too picky. Well, we'll have to overlook that pesky constitution. Well, it was just surprising that Thomas Jefferson even coffee even did that. He just had it. You need more? No, that was a baby one, so I would have one with the show. Oh, all right. Give me a sec. Anyway, I thought that's where you were. You left the show. You abandoned me. <laughs> The Louisiana Purchase, which Thomas Jefferson did, really shocked me. Why? Am I plugged in? Okay, yes, good. Because he knows the Constitution. He wasn't allowed to do that. And that's what created the interstate of the need. They made an excuse to need an interstate because that we were expanding, and that's where the railroad came out west, and... No, the only thing Thomas Jefferson did unconstitutional, and it's it's not really, it's kind of iffy, not really, was buying the Louisiana Purchase. But look how that turned out for us. It's, remember, we had a vision of sea to shining sea. I understand that, but just like James Madison said, that's a good idea, but you need to amend the Constitution. There was no time. This was like a drop in your lap deal from uh, Napoleon. French Napoleon. Yeah, he needed money, he needed bad. Now. He can wait for it. He needed the money now to fight the war, and that's why he sold us the property. Okay, the land, if you want to call it property, it's property of the United States. So, yeah, I, you know, I had a problem. I did have a problem with it as well because it is, it was unconstitutional, and uh, (laughs) that's a slippery slope. But he, he never did it. He never did it again, to my knowledge. Oh, yeah. Wasn't it Madison who signed in the second bank of the United States of America? I was a little upset about that because he fought he, he fought against the original, the first bank of the USA. He said it was unconstitutional. Then he goes and does it as when he's president. There's confusing things, and the problem is people that write his, these history books nowadays, they're hacks. They don't know history. They butcher history. It's just a mess. Trying to find something like this, nuance. Why did he do something? Why would Madison sign a bill to put the second bank of the U.S. where he said the first bank was unconstitutional? Or, or maybe, I think it was Madison. It might have been Jefferson. Either way. 
Those two fought against the creation of the bank, First Bank of the United States of America. They laid out their arguments constitutionally, and Washington blew them off and went with implied powers of the Constitution, thanks to Alexander Hamilton and John Adams. Anyway, sorry to go down the rabbit hole there. Where was I? Uh, welfare reform, right? In August, the Department of Health and Human Services rescinded an Obama-era directive that allowed states to request a waiver to ignore work requirements for the poor in order to receive welfare. More welfare reform. In August, more than 1.1 million fewer Americans were on food stamps under President Trump compared to the Obama administration. Law enforcement. This isn't running these things together. In August, the DOJ lodged an opioid fraud and abuse unit to fight opioid prescription abuses. You know, not, the whole, government involvement in substances is unconstitutional. Drugs, unconstitutional. All that is unconstitutional. And, and you could just think common sense. I know common sense is dead, but try. If the government was required to amend the Constitution to prohibit alcohol... And then we're required to amend the Constitution to make it legal again. How is it they don't need a constitutional amendment to make drugs illegal? Because they do. Guess what? The national government doesn't have the power over immigration legally either. That's left to the states. States used to bring their own immigrants in. That's why they asked for uniform rules of naturalization. So every state would use the same rules to get their immigrants to become citizens. Where it was under the Articles of Confederation, you had some that had very little requirement for citizenship and those that had higher quality uh, requirements for citizenship. What happened is everybody still had to respect the citizen status of every other state citizen. So they were like, we need uniform rules so that we all follow the same rules to make our immigrants into citizens. That's what naturalization is. It is not immigration. It's naturalization. There's a reason they call it immigration naturalization for it. Trust, uh, find, find their control of immigration in the Constitution, and then you'll get a Cupid doll. Uh, there isn't. I can't use the migration clause because that's not immigration. It's migration, and it only says that they can tell the states who they can't bring in. Now, why is that there? Why do, if, if the government's in charge of immigration, why are, why is it there? Why is it like this and not changed to the constitution? In the constitution, the states have retained all the power of immigration. Frankly, it'd be great if we go back to that. Uh, it's, I don't care about opio, opioid prescription abuses. I, in my group, it was government, uh, it was Valium. Valium was the big thing being sold by doctors go crazily, you know, for people to use. It's always something. Some reason they want to get involved in our lives. And it's unconstitutional, and that's the end of that. Until there's an amendment, that's it. It's unconstitutional. Opioids are illegal. Government controls no, nothing, drug, food-related, nothing, because it's not in the Constitution.
If you love it so much, put it in the Constitution. Second Amendment in August, the Justice Department terminated Operation Choke Point. We've, we've talked about that a lot on this show. That's where they, they would uh, tell banks they couldn't do business with gun dealers because, well, because they said so. Otherwise, they would get in trouble. The bank, they would get penalized. So they, they couldn't have find a, you can't do banking. You can't take credit cards. You can't take checks. Everything's got to be cash now. That puts it right up there with uh, marijuana, medical marijuana. Everything's got to be cash. So you got to store your own cash, have your own security, have your own safe, blah, bloody, blah, blah, blah. And he did th- and he did this, and nobody paid attention to it. Did you hear the lamestream media say anything about it? That's it. That's a back-end way of getting rid of gun dealers, and that means getting rid of we buying guns, which was the point. Again, they really believed Hitler and Clinton was going to get in no matter what. That's why... All of a sudden, all the executive orders started flying because Soros thought he had the election rigged. It was done. So Hitler would just double down on the executive orders. She would remove them. Uh Uh-oh. Donald Trump's here. And this is why it was so important he won this election. And uh, thank you. I I have not seen that hashtag never Trump again. Uh, good. It's about time you woke up. Never Trump would have been Hitlery. Bunch of dumb men. Uh, wait, last one. Oh, I did it. Shock point on a bomb program encouraging banks not to do business with high risk businesses, which was used to target gun dealers. But with that, we're going to go to a break. Said Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause. We'll be right back. She'll be all right for a while. For a while, she can smile until Barack comes back. And she goes on the attack, and it doesn't work. Oh, hell! You know I taught her well. You couldn't tell that she fakes crying over. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. 
Hey there, did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 800-218-9520. Call now. That's 800-218-9520. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, our half of one. Okie dokie, okie fidogie. Where were we? July. Uh, July. We're down to July. We're to July. we got to get to January. This might be another show. I don't know. See how much there is that you're not informed about? <laughs> yeah, it's getting a lot done. It got a lot done. It's just... Live stream media is not going to report it. July, gross domestic product. 
GDP in the second quarter of the year increased by 2.6%, more than doubling the first quarter performance. Unemployment. The jobless rate decreased from 48% to 44% from January through June 2017. In contrast, during the first six months of 2009, Obama's first year in office, the rate increased from 7.8 to 9.5. Increasing. Oil drilling on federal lands. By the way, federal lands are unconstitutional, thus it's a fort, a magazine, military base, other needful buildings, no parks, no forests, no BLM, all all gone, bye-bye, all unconstitutional. They stole these lands from the states, and they need to return it to the states and the people. Even if you, look, it's required in the Constitution that they get permission for any land that they need for what whatever is constitutional. They have to get the approval of the state legislature and then pay the state for the land. This does not happen. Thanks to a prog called Teddy Roosevelt, they use something called the Antiquities Act to steal land. Sorry, you can't make a law that changes the Constitution. The law has to be pursuant to the Constitution. And again, if you don't like it, it's called a constitutional amendment. It, they did plan for things to change, things invention site. It's called the amendment process. If you get enough people to agree with you that it's a good idea, then, well, do it. But the Antiquities Act is unconstitutional. All the land they own is unconstitutional. I get that they're not allowed to own land for the sake of land. They're allowed for a military base. They're allowed to land for a magazine, you know, like uh, like sort of the National Guard magazines are in here. Other needful buildings that are pursuant to the powers in the Constitution, which basically they need to get out of our states. All right, where was I? Coal power. Why did she get doing that? In July, President Trump kept his campaign promise to coal miners and rolled back the previous administration's stream protection rule, which targeted the industry with estimated costs of at least $81 million a year. Made in the USA, Trump has convinced companies such as Ford, Chrysler, and carry air conditioners to manufacture and build plants in the United States. At the White House, Corning announced with the president it was investing $500 million in new U.S. production, creating 1,000 new jobs. Foxconn, the world's largest contract electronics manufacturer, which makes the iPhone, announced in July it was investing $10 billion in Wisconsin to build a factory that will employ 3,000 workers directly and up to 22,000 workers indirectly. (coughs) Excuse me. No cough button. No money, no cough button. (laughs) Disarming jihad. In July, the Trump administration ended a CIA program to arm, quote-unquote, moderate Syrian rebels after previous efforts of this kind were shown to have added Islamic jihadists, aided Islamic jihadists including the terrorist who carried out the disastrous Benghazi attack in which four Americans, including the ambassador, were killed. 
And don't forget the butcher of Benghazi, Killary Rotten Clinton. Islamic Jihad, after months of heavy fighting Iraqi coalition forces, finally pushed the ISIS fighters out of Mosul in early July. The U.S. is also supporting efforts to rid the Philippines of ISIS. Government reform. Trump created Office of American Innovation in July to streamline and improve the government for future generations. Government reform again. Trump signed an executive order in July implementing tough new lobbying standards for political appointees, including a five-year ban on lobbying and a lifetime ban on lobbying for foreign countries. Law enforcement. In July, federal gun crime prosecutors excuse me, prosecutions, my eyes are not focusing either. I'm having a really bad night. Federal crime prosecuted prosecutions by the DOJ in the preceding three months increased 23% over the same period in 2016. Law enforcement again, in what Attorney General Jeff Sessions described as the largest healthcare fraud takedown operation in American history, DOJ in July charged more than 400 people, including doctors and medical facilities, who it said were prescribing unnecessary opioid to addicts and fueling the current drug crisis. The drug war is unconstitutional. And as you notice, every time we, we make unconstitutional wars on society, it uh, never, never fixes anything, right? It just gets worse. Government is not the solution. It's the problem. Law enforcement again. Sessions and DOJ cracked down on illegal leaks of classified information from within the government, pursuing three times more investigations in the first six months of the Trump administration than had been open at the end of the Obama administration. The administration created a counterintelligence unit within the FBI for the investigations. I, I, I know he's doing the right thing, but this is just more of our money being spent. It's... They don't have, we have to pay for this stuff. I don't know. <laughs> maybe he, maybe we should ask him to pay for it. Well, <clears throat> all kidding aside, <clears throat> it obviously needed to be done. They're just out of control. The deep state must be rooted out. Pay hey, ready to June. <clears throat> <clears throat> Again, no coffin. Unemployment, the jobless rate, decreased from 4.8% to 4.4% from January through June 2017. In contrast, during the first six months of 2009, Obama's first year in office, the rate increased from 7.8% to 9.5%. Oil pipelines. Trump approved the Dakota Access Pipeline Project and the construction of the Keystone XL oil pipeline, from Canada. Bet you didn't know about the Dakota Access Pipeline, did you? Uh, they don't tell you anything. He, he's doing all this, and, but he's doing nothing. You know, they had a spill recently from the Dakota Pipeline, and they said they didn't care, that it was contained, well taken care of, well contained, and they're going full steam ahead. And the EPA didn't even blink because he Accidents told... Accidents happen. Well, and he told his EPA, he told 
them, don't even look at this. You let them, private sector, take care of it. And uh, these freaking deep state people must be having cows. Yeah. That's a whole lot of crying going on. Don't you remember they were all crying when he won the election? Uh, oh, my God. Bob, oh, shut up, you wimp. What a bunch of wimps. These and are we turning out, we're turning out a bunch of... Bad, very badly, yes. People, oh, ridiculous, men ridiculously emotional. Even female, hysterically emotional. Uh, it, well, I guess we're turning the men into females. It's just... I don't know. I hear there's a call by women out there, by real women, that uh, they'd like to find a real man. Yep. Okay, Morrow. I just did the open. I'm not done. Canada, which expected to create more than 42,000 jobs and $2 billion in earnings. The Dakota Access Pipeline which is transporting 500,000 barrels of oil a day, has reinvigorated the North Dakota economy, and we know that. In June, Trump approved production of the new Burgos pipeline to Mexico. Didn't we used to buy oil from Mexico? Yep. <laughs> Inflation. Now, under the Obama administration, I have to do this. They've removed energy and food from their inflation calculations. The two things that we rely on the most and are heavily inflated. The rate decreased to an eight-month low in June to 1.6%. I don't know, if, but I, if you're still using, you haven't changed the rules, what about energy? What about food? China trade. For the first time since 2003, American beef imports have returned to China, opening up a $2.5 billion market to American ranchers and producers. And again, and you know, supply and demand, that means we'll have less supply, more demand, and the price of beef is going up. And it's already ridiculously expensive. We can hardly afford to buy any. Certainly no good cuts of steak. I guess China will get those. Uh, yeah, I know. Oh, it helps the ranchers. You know, I know I know too much about ranchers around here. Most of them just get paid for not running cattle on the land. I call it, yeah, I, I call it the rancher welfare. All right, where was I? Uh. Cuba relations. Trump in June delivered on his campaign promise to roll back the Obama administration's agreement with Cuba, which Trump contends benefited the Cuban regime at the expense of the Cuban people. Oh, the next one is what I've been calling for. Apprenticeships. Trump signed an executive order in June make it easier for businesses to start and expand apprenticeship programs. That's what needs to happen, not foreign workers. Property rights. Trump issued an executive order in June to begin the process of rescinding the 2015 Waters of the United States rule. You might have seen it called WOTUS. Which has been used to expand federal control over private land. 
under the Obama administration, the broadly crafted rule was applied to navigable waters, such as man-made ditches and water that accumulate after heavy rain. In other words, it used to just be navigable waters, but they added the man-made ditches, water accumulated under heavy rain. Oh, puddles. It's theirs. You don't own it. Hope they never find out how much water I have here. Homeland Security on June 19th, DHS announced it had implemented a method of tracking whether or not visitors leave the United States 20 years ago. The Congress ha- ordered the installation of an entry-exit tracking system, but the Clinton, Bush, and Obama administrations never took action, allowing millions of people to remain on temporary visas. Approximately 416,500 people overstayed their visas in 2015 alone. The people that flew the planes into the World Trade Centers were here on overstayed visas. So... Where was Bush on that? I started calling him Junior after all. <laughs> you know, uh, the head, uh, some I think it's a woman, yeah, it is, of Homeland Security. She resigned. Yes, she was, but she was no, she was a holdover, right? Till he could get his uh, put in place. He, she didn't resign. He he fired her. He replaced her with one of his own. No, she I was an she Obama was, holdover. I know, but I heard she resigned because she couldn't. She said she was getting harassed at work or some yeah. something like that. I don't know. What she says, I, I, all I know is he replaced her, and she was an Obama holdover, which means she's probably part of the deep state. And of course, she's all emotional about it. She thought she'd had a job for life. These bureaucrats, man, we got it. We got to get rid of them. As many as humanly possible. Yeah, you know, they're talking about t- term limits for the co- cockroaches. The cockroaches aren't the biggest problem. No, it's the bureaucrats. Yeah, they need term limits. No, they need to go. Those agencies are unconstitutional. We're not Europe. We don't have the, all these, these agencies to control everything. That's not in the Constitution. Anywhere, anywhere, nowhere. Uh-uh. Constitutional Republic make. It's like a, it's like if you took a straight pin and stuck it on top of the Capitol building. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. The, the, the amount of firing that has to go on has to be done over a, a slow period of time. You can't just get rid of a whole agency overnight because there's millions of people working there. And now they're entering the workforce. That's a lot of unemployment. And that's why it's not being done that way. All right. Uh, Property rights. Trump issued an executive order in June to begin the process of rescinding. Oh, I did that. WOTUS. Homeland Security on June 9th. DHS announced the implementation of method of tracking whether or not visitors leave the United States. No, no, you did that one too. 20 years ago, Congress ordered the installation. You just read that. I'm going to read it again. (laughs) Because I like, I like that they call out Bush and throw Bush in with between Clinton and Obama. That's perfect. One straight line of progressivism. Paris Climate Accord. Thank 
God, he doesn't buy into climate change. Paris Climate Accord, Trump in June pulled the U.S. out of the global agreement, which according to a study by NERA, a consulting, uh, NRA Consulting, could have cost the United States economy nearly $3 trillion, according to the same study by 2040. 6.5 million industrial sector jobs could have been lost, including 3.1 million manufacturing sector jobs. Yeah, we put on a climate accord. He's, a, we're gonna, he's gonna burn up the planet, man. Look at all the warming. There is no man made global anything. And by the way, we're on a cooling trend, so take slow, deep breaths in through your nose, out through your mouth, lest you pass out. NATO. Trump's urging NATO members to pay their fair share of financial support for the military alliance has resulted in an increase of allied contributions of $10 billion, according to NATO's Secretary General Jane Stoltenberg. Stoltenberg! That's almost the same as Michael Luzlai said. Yep. He's, he's a Borg, not a Berg. Gotcha. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I, know his, I know his father was from Holland. And he uh, he's, a, he's a dyed-in-will socialist. Russia! Russia, Russia, Russia. Is anyone tired of hearing about Russia? The administration of June implemented the Global Magnitsky Human Rights Accountability Act, which blacklisted certain Russian citizens for human rights violations. Russia again in June. Oh, it, the collusion is amazing. Look at all this collusion going on. In June, on the same day, President Trump met with Ukrainian President Petro Poroshenko, the U.S. Treasury Department imposed sanctions on 38 Russian individuals and entities involved in the conflict with Ukraine. But these colluding with the Russians. Russia, Russia, Russia. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yep. <laughs> okay, where was I? Immigration. ICE arrested an average of 13,085 people each month from February through June. Whereas average during the last three months of the Obama administration was 9,134 arrests per month, which he, they claim more than any other president ever. Okay, well, try try again. Not anymore. And again, Bush didn't even do that much. Bush was mentioned. <laughs> no, I understand that, but he was horrible on anything to have to do with immigration. We never built the wall. No. And, uh, and where'd that money go? Now we're paying it again? It went on all that electronic crap he put up instead of a real wall. It was a complete, complete debacle. None of it worked. It just didn't work. Billions of dollars spent on nonsense, electronic nonsense. And anyone would have a brain could have told you is not the way to go. But that, of course, we got to be more, we're unwelcoming if we have a wall. Good. By the way, whatever happened to good fences make good neighbors? That's a very old saying. Used to happen all the time. That's right. Because then the then the neighbor knows where his, where his limits are. He can't, that's your property. And he's you were on the other side of the fence. Same with Mexico. That's our neighbor. So we got to build up a fence so that they know this is my property. That's your property. Don't come to my property without my permission. Or I will shoot you. Yes, we really have to get that radical. Because these criminal 
these criminal coyotes and drug smugglers that shouldn't be smuggling because it should all be legal anyway, and that would end all that. Of course, drug cartels could be the drug cartels if we didn't buy their drugs. But, as I said, federally it's legal. you got to look up your local laws to figure out what isn't. But it doesn't matter what's real. The national government always enforces its unconstitutional laws on us. Whether it's right or not, it doesn't matter. They said it is, so it is. That's why that's the change that has to happen. And it's going to only come from educating the people and a real grassroots movement to start from the ground up with public school all the way up to your governor one step at a time. And then when you finally get there, the governor reasserts constitutional sovereignty over the far, uh, federal national government. It's not federal anymore. And kick them the hell out, except where they have constitutional right to be, like, a, like a, for instance, a military base. But that that's it. Nothing else. They only, needful buildings isn't land. Land is land, not buildings. All right. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah. Immigration. Oh, there's another immigration. Trump's Department of Homeland Security canceled in June the Deferred Action for Parents of Americans program created by the Obama administration in November 2014 that would have given amnesty to about 4 million illegal immigrants and aliens. Military in June. The Trump administration authorized the Defense Department to set troop levels in Afghanistan. The expanded authority given to the military could also be seen in U.S. operations in Somalia. See, people don't like him because he delegates. That's what a businessman does. You delegate authority. You can't do everything yourself. As a matter of fact, you can't do most of it because it takes a lot of people to get it done. That's what most executives do. That's a CEO, dear. Right. That's what he just said. I mean, Jesus, even me as a nurse, I delegated because I couldn't do everything. Well, yeah, they complain. He's not, he's not doing an aspirational leader to, uh, to try and get Congress to do what he wants. No, that's not how it works. I said, go do that. Go fix that. If you don't fix it, this is what's going to happen. And yeah, they have a choice. They either fix this immigration problem or let Trump deal with it. Heavy-handedly. Very. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> Somalia. We're going back to there, huh? Black Hawk Down. Yes, it was uh, actually B.J. Clinton that encouraged Al-Qaeda, the leader of Al-Qaeda, Osama bin Laden, in Somalia. But I'll talk about that on the other side of the break. Sir Quapit Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs> And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward, while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. 
Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. Five different budget plans on both ends of the ideological spectrum failed. Five budget plans failed in the Senate. Among them, a 99-0 vote, defeating President Obama's $3.8 trillion budget request. The Democrats are afraid of their own shadow in the Senate. They even vote down their own president's budget. Only takes 51 votes to pass a budget. Democrats in the Senate refuse to be held accountable. Under the Democratic control of the Senate, for three straight years there hasn't been a budget. We haven't had one for three years. The result of no discipline for three years is you spend $10 trillion $400 billion. Our national debt is more than $15.6 trillion. Approaching the $16 trillion mark. $16 trillion worth of debt. It's the number one threat to our national security. The longer we wait, the more difficult the solution is going to be. The federal government is now twice the size it was in 2001. National unemployment has registered above 8% for the last 38 months. There's no way Barack Obama, with a straight face, can come before the American people and argue that somehow he has made things better than they were when he got here. The Obama economy isn't working for a lot of Americans. People across the country know what they want. They want a healthy economy. And the Obama economy is not a healthy economy. Most Americans have soured on the economy, and they've now soured on this president. 42% said he's made it worse. Independence by double digits think he made it worse. We're not where we should right. be. Obama made it worse. At a time when it's hard enough already to create jobs in America. Have policies that maximize economic growth. Supports our economy. Growing our economy. Build our economy. To help this economy grow. Create jobs. American jobs. Jumpstart the economy. Create jobs. We should be focusing on jobs and the economy. So if you're looking for a simple three-word description of the Democrat approach to the problems we face, it's this. Duck and cover. Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia, who serve by our soldier side in Iraq. Soldiers' angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. But the private sector is doing fine. 
President Obama's promise to get national unemployment under 8% has not yet been realized. 40 consecutive months of 8% unemployment or more. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. The recovery has kind of slowed down. You can see that in our jobs numbers. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. It's the weakest recovery we've ever had. Uh, the private sector is doing fine. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. And I hope my, I hope my good buddy uh, moving forward is listening out there with his very own uh, special woman. It's good to hear you back, man. All right, Veterans Administration Reform. Trump signed the Veterans Accountability and Whistleblower Protection Act in June to allow senior officials in the VA to fire failing employees and to establish safeguards to protect whistleblowers. The department reported it had fired more than 500 employees since January 2017 and suspended nearly 200 as part of the president's efforts to restore integrity and accountability. Veterans Administration Reform In June, the VA announced the adoption of a medical record system successfully used by the Defense Department, ending a decades-old problematic rift in sharing information between the two agencies. Okay. I'm not for that. But the other thing is, I understand he tried to do this, but it ain't working. These people are digging in. There's more people dying in the veterans. I even have a story about it. Yeah, but you don't understand. These people can end up in prison. I mean, look at your doctor, for goodness sake. Yeah, she's take she backed way off. She backed off of everything. Except give me the, the right dosage that I need for my medication, because it's outside my scope of practice. What are you talking about? Just read the study. There's only one study about this medication with my disease. One. And it said there is no overdose. It just had no efficacy after a certain point. But again, I weigh 200 and what the heck did I weigh? 250 something pounds. And I know that I know they were using people probably 180 pounds in this in the testing because that's what they do. So it goes to logic that I would probably need more medication than someone who is like, uh, I don't know, 80 pounds less than me? I, I, I think all medication should be like like when I was a paramedic. It should be based on weight. You don't just give the same thing to everybody. We still have to guesstimate their weight in kilograms. Okay. Um, 
I'm not big on the government having all my information, so, but the Veterans Administration is part of the government, so what do you expect? That's why I don't really like the VA. Uh-oh, it's running out, Susan. How is that possible, Brian? I don't know, Susan, but it's, uh, we started at five and it's eight. We started at a quarter to six. Okay, just let it go out then. Veterans Administration reform again. A new White House VA hotline to help veterans, fully staffed by veterans, went live in June. Education. Just check it, that's all. Trump's Education Secretary, Betsy DeVos. I don't know how to properly say her name. I think it's DeVos. In June, appointed Adam Cassell a noted critic of the Obama administration's implementation of Title IX, the much-abused 1972 federal law that bars discrimination in education on the basis of sex, and a strong supporter of free speech as Deputy Assistant Secretary for Higher Education Programs. The staff of the Title IX Enforcement Office was reduced in the 2018 budget. Uh, again, the way they did this, though, quote-unquote, uh, discrimination in education on the basis of sex is not correct. Uh, it says that there must be equal number of females in sports as there are males. And what that accomplished was getting rid of a lot of slots of education for males. While, because they couldn't find women that were that interested in sports. It, that's just it. It's just, they just don't, that's not their thing. But because of that, then they had to carve out everybody else. Again, that's an unconstitutional law. The government's not allowed to tell anybody what to do. I know you'd like to believe so. Civil Rights Act is also unconstitutional. Sorry, government can't tell me who to associate with. Where was I? Uh, May. We got to May. Middle East, Trump strengthened traditional alliances with Israel and the Arab nations, which had deteriorated badly under President Caesar Barack Obama. And uh, if you're just catching on here, we're going backwards in time, not forwards. That's the way they wrote the article. <clears throat> Middle East again. During a visit to Saudi Arabia in May, his first foreign trip as president, he announced the signing of a $110 billion arms deal with Saudi Arabia, with another $350 billion of arms for the following 10 years. American and Saudi businesses signed similar agreements on the same day, with billions of dollars to be invested in the U.S. Trump also gave a major speech to leaders of 50 Islamic nations, challenging them to fight Islamic terror. Personal income. According to the Bureau of Economic Analysis, U.S. personnel uh, personal income rose 0.4% in May, while a 0.3% increase was expected. Oh. Housing. The U.S. Census Bureau found housing sales recently have doubled compared to the same period under President Caesar Barack Obama's 
The annualized housing sales rate for May 2017 was 610,000, compared to just 376,000 in 2009. New home prices hit a record high in May, according to the Commerce Department. In 2011, houses for sale were on the market an average of 84 days. This year, it's just 45 days. Mexico trade. Mexico agreed in June to curb its exporting of raw and refined sugar to the U.S., benefiting the American industry. Trade. Trump announced in May he intends to negotiate, renegotiate the North American Free Trade Agreement, known as NAFTA, to better reflect the modern economy while benefiting every party to the pact. Syria. After the Syrian regime used chemical weapons against its civilians, President Trump authorized strikes in May against the airbase that launched the chemical attacks, destroying 20% of Syria's operational aircraft. Immigration in May. The administration said the number of child illegal immigrants, aliens, entering the nation monthly had fallen below 1,000 for the first time in seven years. Voter fraud. In May, Trump created a commission to investigate voter fraud, compared by chaired by Vice President Mike Pence and vice chaired by Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach. Education. In May, the administration announced it will create a school choice plan and give states the option of implementing it rather than making it a federal program. Religious liberty. On the Annual National Day of Prayer in May, Trump signed an executive order on religious liberty that included a loosening of IRS restrictions, known as the Johnson Amendment, against political activities by tax-exempt religious organizations. The order also attempted to make it easier for employees not to provide contraceptives if they had religious objections, and gave Attorney General Jeff Sessions greater authority regarding religious liberty policy. Abortion in May. The administration broadened the scope of the Mexico City policy to restrict funding to any international health organization that performs or give information about abortions, expanding the amount of money affected from 600000 to nearly $9 billion. $9 billion. April, U.S. Supreme Court. Keeping a major campaign promise, President Trump nominated the highest court, a strict constructionist and originalist, in the mold of Antonin Scalia, Neil Gorsuch, I hope he's better than Scalia, Neil Gorsuch, who was confirmed by the Senate and sworn in as an associate justice in April. In his first term, in June, Gorsuch voted in every case with the justice generally regarded as the most conservative, Clarence Thomas. He's my favorite judge. But he doesn't even come out and say, we're not supposed to be hearing these cases. It's unconstitutional. We don't have the jurisdiction. We can't tell you what's constitutional or not. We can't tell you you can't ban immigrants from coming here. The courts have no power over that. They do, but they're not supposed to. Not legally. It's illegal. Stolen power from we the people. We didn't give it to them. It's not in the Constitution. Period. And the other thing, Look at Clarence Thomas's opinions. He always writes it in plain English. I like to go to law school and figure out what he was saying. 
The Conservative Committee of Justice said in a report that Gorsuch's early performance says a lot about both what he will be like as a Supreme Court justice and what the president can be counting on to do as more high court vacancies occur. Conservatives hoping for a solid conservative. There are no conservative judge. They are originalists versus textualists. Forget the political labels. They do not apply. Uh, conservatives hope for a solid conservative majority in the court in the near future had good reason to cheer. Immigration. The administration announced illegal border crossings had decreased by 40% in the first month of Trump's presidency. By Trump's 100th day in office, crossings had decreased by 73% thanks to the president's policies deterring people from attempting to enter the country. Offshore oil drilling in April. Trump signed an executive order to extend offshore oil and gas drilling and reissue a leasing program to develop offshore resources. The order reversed Obama's December ban on drilling in the Arctic and parts of the Atlantic Ocean. China trade. Trump initiated an investigation in April into whether or not Chinese and other foreign-made steel and aluminum threaten U.S. national security. China has 26% of the steel market in the U.S., and Chinese steel imports are up nearly 20% over the last year. And from what I have witnessed, their steel is not up to our standards. Made in the USA, Trump signed signed the Buy American and Hire American executive order in April, prioritizing interests of American businesses and workers. Buy American projects, Buy American protects American industry from unfair competition by targeting the abusive use of waivers and exemptions to laws on the books. Trump's higher American effort calls for the reform of visa programs, ensuring that they no longer displace American workers while fully enforcing laws governing the entry of foreign workers. Agricultural regulations in April. In an effort to help farmers affected by NAFTA and the trade imbalance with Canada, Trump signed the executive order ordering the Department of Agriculture to find and eliminate unnecessary regulations. G7. In April, the administration refused to sign the G7 joint statement because the other nations could not agree to include support for nuclear and fossil fuels without support for the Paris Climate Agreement. The G7 consequently did not issue a joint statement. Russia, in April, the administration refused to issue waivers to any companies that wanted to do business with Russia, which was under economic sanctions, including ExxonMobil, which had applied for a waiver. Yes, he's colluding with the Russians, ladies and gentlemen. Just see all the things he's done to Russia since he's president? We're going in reverse order here, remember? This, this This is last May. This is what this is almost what I think that's when they started their stupid investigation. Yeah, do you believe it's almost a year? I believe it takes years with these special counsels because there's really nothing to find, so they gotta make something up. It's a lot of money we're spending. Yep. Which is why I don't I we're calling for poor Jeff Sessions. Uh it, look, it's rare that there are ever those kind of a position given because 
it's absolute power over everything and everybody, and that's not the way our government should run. I sorry, I pay taxes for the FBI. I want the FBI to investigate. That's who we want to investigate. I don't pay a special counsel. And Jeff Sessions, it was, if you looked at his body language, he was trying to tell you that they're investigating on their own and there's not enough reason to go hire a special counsel. Those, you're talking about tens of millions of dollars these people waste. I already pay the FBI. I already pay judges. I don't need a special counsel. I expect them to do their damn job. Or you're fired. And that's all Trump should say. If he fires Mueller, they're going to try to impeach him. They could try to impeach him anyway. First chance they get. I'm not telling him to fire Mueller. He didn't hire Mueller. Why would he fire him? Jeff Sessions should fire Mueller. Yeah, that's true. Good point. Immigration. In March and April, the DOJ announced plans to speed up the deportation of imprisoned illegal aliens instructing U.S. attorneys to employ stricter guidelines in the prosecution of immigration crimes while seeking to hire 125 immigration judges in the next two years. Immigration again. Trump signed an executive order in April cutting funding for sanctuary cities. And despite encountering opposition from city officials, ICE agents have been enforcing U.S. immigration laws in those cities. Immigration again. In the first 100 days of the Trump administration, Arrests and deportations of criminal aliens, such as MS-13 members, were up 38%, compared with the last year of the Obama administration. ICE conducted a crackdown on the gangs that resulted in arrests of nearly 1,400 people. The Trump administration also cooperated with Central American countries to combat MS-13 recruitment in the region. An estimated 6,000 MS-13 gang members were arrested during the president's first five months in office. Is anybody talking about this? No. Not at all. None of it. And as a matter of fact, I did see a article, and I should get it up because I think it was, they said another 2,000 in this last month, or maybe it was 200 and something in one month, the MS-13 gangs. And I didn't know, because I didn't read the whole thing, I didn't know that we were cooperating, because they said it in other countries as well. So I didn't know we were cooperating with... South America get rid of these people as also. You have to. It's like ISIS. You got to go to the root of the problem. ISIS, Muslims, and South America, Central American problem, Central America. But no one is talking about it. They will not talk about it because their only desire is to get rid of him. The whole lamestream media. Yes, and Fox too. Oh, poor Shepard Smith. He's finally outed as a homosexual left-wing lunatic people are demanding he go oh yeah they are but i don't think he's gonna, i don't think the i don't think he's gonna listen because he wants he wants to change the whole place to a prog haven that's why all oh man you really think all those allegations against every so-called conservative member of fox was uh was an accident was something that really happened or was it just again Women using the power of claiming sexual harassment to destroy somebody's life. It's become too epidemic. I, you can't believe it. He said, she said, I believe he. And he said, she said, I believe the he. Because I've, I've reported on him. How they all turned out when they were properly investigated would be nonsense. 
Nothing happened. All vindictiveness by women getting back at whatever man they wanted to get back at. Yep, you said that last show, and he's probably going to say it next show. I'm going to say it for <laughs> as long as it keeps happening. I'm going to keep talking about it because Except Weinstein. you're ruining people's lives. Except Weinstein. He's a, a, the, everybody knew about Weinstein. I know. That's right. And well, we, they haven't proven anything yet. I'm like, you got to be everybody in Hollywood knows about it. And by the way, it's endemic in Hollywood slash TV. And we were t- talking about like last night. Nickelodeon had its own little personal pedophile ring where they'd pass the young boys around. That's the other thing. They're not only pedophiles, they're homosexuals. <clears throat> and predators. Is, do you know how many lives Weinstein's probably ruined? And Wiener. It started with Wiener. <laughs> no, it didn't. This has been going on for a, a long decades, time. Yeah, decades. It's just, as evil gets worse and God gets less in our society, evil things gain, right? I suggest you pray for God to come back to this country and protect us because it's not looking good. Come on, you had a blow up of satanic temples from one in the country to 13 in the country. Yes, they, they did that number on purpose. But where would they ever have got the, they never, ever, ever, there was only one, and it was on Long Island, New York, and they never, ever, ever had another one. Never, until until Obamanus got in. And then Obamanus gets in, suddenly they're branching out. Then they go on national television and perform a satanic mass. that the country you want to live in? Not me. That's okay. Keep it up. I live on top of the mountain. I can disappear anytime I want. All right, where were we? Uh, Military in April. Trump gave Defense Secretary James Mattis authority to set troop levels in Iraq and Syria for the fight against ISIS. And we don't start sentences with end in grammatically correct things, now, do we? And military commanders were granted authority to perform military actions without approval from Washington. I'm not being picky. End is a conjunction. Did you, didn't you have that little schoolhouse rock thing going on? Conjunction, what's your function? Hooking upwards in all kinds of places. So it's supposed to connect things together. Conjunction, junction, that's your function. To bind the two things together. If you put a period and then start with end, it ain't joining anything. I just point this out because journalism is dead and people are in any kind of personal desire for improving with doing the best job you could do, it's gone. Just let it write. Who cares if it's grammatically incorrect? We used to. All right. And military commanders were granted authority to perform military actions without approval from Washington. As a direct result, the newly autonomous U.S. military made large advances against ISIS. It just stinks because I, I, I have to read and not pay attention to their punctuation at the same time. And it just, it's annoying. It's just annoying. Islamic Jihad. 
Under the increased autonomy, Trump gave the Defense Department, the U.S. dealt a heavy blow to ISIS in Afghanistan in April, dropping a GBU-43B, known as MOAV, or Mother of All Bombs, the largest non-nuclear bomb in existence on a complex of ISIS tunnels. At least 94 ISIS fighters were killed, including four commanders, and tunnels and weapon stockpiles were destroyed. <laughs> Veterans Administration reform in April, Trump signed the VA Choice and Quality Employment Act of 2017 to authorize $2.1 billion in additional funds, enabling veterans who live more than 40 miles from the closest eligible VA medical facility experience wait times of more than 30 days to schedule an appointment or meet other special criteria to be treated outside the VA system. Okay, this yeah, is, we're good going, luck. We're I've been going, trying to get this yes, for ever three since years. it existed. I've been trying three to get years. It's been three years. And Brian. it's written for people like me. I live on the mountain. I have to get off. and uh, I don't have year-round access. Uh, the roads, when they are open, are narrow, windy, and beat you up. And the the more I have to do stuff like that, the less I can do of anything. It God, puts me down. It just it puts you down for two days at least. And we can't get this into these people's heads that we don't live twenty miles. That we it's 40. hard forty miles. They're saying we live twenty miles from the clinic. No, forty miles within forty miles. And it's really hard miles. It ca- takes no, us an hour and a half one way. The but the Choice Act clearly states if it's the hardship by terrain, hardship does it make does it make your condition worse? I forget the third one, but it was yes to all three. Yes, you talk to what's it called but now? Now it's up to my team. I had a doctor isn't going to let me go. She's a bitch, so I'm going to go. I'm going to have to fight again. Uh, that just. Again, I only have so much energy. So, again, Trump's trying to do something, and the bureaucracies are trying to stop him. And they're harming our vets. Law enforcement. In April, Attorney General Jeff Sessions, in an effort to give back local control to police departments, ordered the Department of Justice to review Obamanus' agreements with local police departments. Education. In April, Trump signed an executive order requiring Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos, to review department regulations with the intent of returning power to the states and local governments. Okay, now, all of these things are working behind the scenes because we don't know. They're not saying anything to anybody. They're not reporting it on. But he told them to do this, and they're doing it. They have no choice. They work for him. So... All this stuff is happening behind the scenes. Right. And with that, we're going to go to a break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, guys. We'll be right back. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried... Seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, 
not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as $19.99 a month. For real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason. Save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 800-218-9520. Call now. That's 800-218-9520. Hey there. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. 
will gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour half of two. You want to do this now or later? Doesn't matter. Have you you uh, must have noticed some paid commercials on the show? Well, we don't get paid to air them like uh, traditional advertisements. We only get paid when you call the number in the ad. So please jot down the number in the ad if you're at all interested. Because if you get to it on your own, we don't get paid, the ad company doesn't get paid, and that's bad for business. Because that's bad for internet talk radio. So, again, if you're at all interested, please call the number in the ads. Now, you don't, there's no obligation to buy anything. I, I'm only required to send you to them. It's their job to sell it to you. So, if you call, don't buy, I still get paid. All right. Um, well, you want to know how to listen to us live, all right glutton for punishment but <clears throat> it's usually friday saturday nights at 9 p.m eastern time on cooperative radio.com where you can listen and download all our shows for free listen live listen streaming or download and listen all for free there's apps if you want an app it's at the bottom of the page and they have apps for iphone and android all right, uh, we can also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, LinkedIn. Just just do a search. We're all over the place. We also have a Facebook page for the show. So if you're a Facebook person, please do a search for Uncooperative Radio. Go to the Facebook page just to stick it in the thumb of Facebook because it's in prison and they won't let it out. So I, I can't see your post, but everyone, you can see each other's. I, it's, I can only see my own. Um, if you want my private Facebook, it's Brian Bonner nine zero spell it right. We have a Twitter account too. Please get over there and interact. Actually, there's actually really good people over there in the, in the show page and Twitter. So if you're a Twitter person, go join over there, you know, do the social thing, like comment, whatever, uh, more we have, the more the merrier, the less Twitter could want to mess with us. We're also rebroadcasted. Oh, if you want my private Twitter account, it's just my name, Brian Bonner. We are rebroadcasted at redstatetalkradio.com. And through them, tune in, talk stream live, the Roku, Alexa comes pre-programmed, listen to Red State Talk Radio, boom, Alexa will give it to you. There are listener lines uh, in the side where the players are, in the right-hand sidebar. Jot that, go and jot that down now, because if you ever don't have internet and you want to listen to Conservative Talk Radio for free, that number is the number to call. You can't interact with the show, but you can listen for free, at least on our end. And I don't think, I don't know any plans that have unlimited long distance anymore. Uh, okay, so 
Along with that, they now have call-in lines where you can interact with the show. And again, if you want to be able to do that, like sitting on the listener line, you can call in on the other line and interact with the show that way, all without the internet, isn't it? Just make sure you have the numbers written down because when you don't have the internet, you can't go there and find them. Okay. Um, Oh, don't forget the free newsletter over at Red State Talk Radio. Give it a shot. If you don't like it, unsubscribe. We don't track. But I think you might like it. Give it a shot. It's not done by the host. It's done by other people. (laughs) We're not going to get through this. (laughs) But it is important, don't you think? What are you talking about? we got an hour and a half left. You think we'll get through? In an hour and a half? (laughs) This is really important to remind people. You're acting people, like this is the last hour. This is really important to remind everybody. It, no, it's and really, to inform. It's to not remind. They don't know about it. Okay. Moving right along to Trump's achievements. Abortion. In what was regarded as the first major national pro-life bill in more than a decade, Trump signed in April a congressional review bill into law annulling a recent Obama administration's regulation that would have prohibited states from discriminating in awarding Title X family planning funds based on whether a local clinic also performs abortions. Abortion again. The Trump administration in April cut off U.S. funding of the United Nations Population Fund, which has links to inhumane abortion programs such as China's one-child policy which became a two-child policy in 2015. More than $32 million was instead shifted to the U.S. Agency for International Development. All of that's unconstitutional, just so you know. All of it. It's, it all of it. Even where you shift the money to. All of it. Yep. It's our money. They don't get to give it to other people. Nope. Abortion again. In April, Trump appointed pro-life advocate Dr. Charmaine Yost, the former president of Americans United for Life, as Assistant Secretary of Public Affairs for the Department of Health and Human Services, replacing strong Planned Parenthood supporter. Later, two pro-life advocates who had worked for the Family Research Council were appointed to key positions, and Valerie Huber, an abstinence education advocate, was appointed in June as Chief of Staff of the Assistant Secretary for Health at the Health and Human Services. And, and we're not sure if all these people are still there. We're, we're, we're not. We're going yeah. in reverse. Yeah. You can't, I, yeah. I, I didn't write the article. The, the, the people that wrote the article did it in World reverse. World Net Daily did I don't it. know why. But <laughs> did. March. G20 in March. The Trump administration successfully forced the G20 to remove its opposition to protectionism and temper its support for free trade. Any mention of climate change was eliminated from this joint statement. Trade deficit. Trump signed an executive order in March directing review of and reporting on major U.S. trade deficits. Middle East. In March, the administration led by U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley condemned the report against Israel by the U.N. Economic and Social Commission for Western Asia that was deemed anti-Semitic prompting the resignation of the commissioner's executive director. Syria, in March. The Trump administration secondly forced the G20 to remove its opposition to protectionism. I just did that. 
Stop it. Government reform again. In March, Trump signed an executive order to perform an audit on every executive branch agency to reduce spending and waste and improve services. February. Savings for oil companies. Trump signed a bill in February that eliminated a Dodd-Frank rule requiring oil companies, such as ExxonMobil, to publicly disclose the taxes and fees they pay to foreign governments, which would have cost the industry as much as $385 million annually, which goes into your gas prices, just so you know. The more they spend, the more they have to raise their prices to make a profit. Finance reform. The administration ordered review of the 2010 Dodd-Frank financial oversight law in February while urging Congress to remove the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau's authority to supervise banks and financial companies, returning that power to other federal and state regulators. What I get, you copied and pasted this. How do you keep taking, smashing two things up against each other and now... Now, this this is supposed to be something different. It's all part of the same. No, it says finance reform with, with the, what do you call it? See? With that, I, just like that one does. I, I, I understand. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I did do that wrong. The second one. I see what you're yes, saying. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Again, Russia. <laughs> you know, it's amazing. Like you said, us reading this, how they keep screaming Russian collusion when all he's doing is dissing Russia. They're idiots. Doesn't fit the narrative. We got to stop listening to these elected cockroaches. They need to shut their mouths. They need to listen to us. All right. Well, where is that now? Russia. The administration countered Russian propaganda by launching two government-run media outlets in February broadcasting in Russian. And the, they did get rid of... RT? No, RT is still there, I think. But we did have uh, media outlets in Russia, and they just kicked them out, I think, last month or the beginning of this month. Russia kicked us out. If you're going to say something like that, you're going to have to find uh, – I need evidence to support this. Well, because when I'm looking through all of the articles, when I'm getting ready for the copy, I just see the headlines. <laughs> yeah, headlines are, the, are for chumps. <laughs> If you only read the headline, no, they, they own read, you. I, and if you only read the first couple of paragraphs, they, they own you again yeah, because that's what they that's what they want. They, they they put the stuff they don't want you to know at the bottom. All right, uh, military. In February, the administration reached a tentative deal with Lockheed Martin to purchase ninety F thirty five jets at the lowest price in the program's history. The first 90 planes were about $725 million below budget, with billions of dollars in additional savings expected. The deal saved at least one U.S. ally, Japan, $100 million. Government reform. In February, the president announced he did not plan on filling numerous government positions he considered unnecessary. Law enforcement. In February, President Trump signed three executive orders to strengthen law enforcement. First, strengthens the law against international crime organizations. The second, combats anti-law enforcement crimes. The third, seeks a strategy for reducing crime in general, including in particular illegal immigration, legal aliens, uh, drug trafficking, and violent crime. 
school bathrooms. Can't believe he had to do this. Trump, in February, reversed Obama's executive order requiring public schools to allow students to use bathrooms and locker rooms according to their preferred gender identity. See, and did anybody hear about this? I, I heard about it. You yeah, did? did? Yeah, this I, this I knew about. So now the schools don't have well, to do but, this anymore. But see, before, it wasn't, it, it was just a memo. But it turns out it was an executive order, which means they could take funds away if you don't do what they want you to do. But that's gone. Thankfully, I don't know about anybody else. After that decision, the fact that you still sent your kids to government school is amazing. They're turning your kids' brains into chopped liver, man. You need you need to find some other way to educate your children. Homeschool, or if you don't have a lot of money, go to Montessori. Uh, there are plenty of online, edu- inexpensive education options. You don't have to be the one to teach. They have teachers to teach the classes, and it's very, very affordable. I mean, very, 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 very affordable. And again, I like Montessori schools. They go based on your how much money you have, how much money you make. Uh, but they keep the, the levels of two, two to, I think it's two to four when I went there, two teachers for four children, as opposed to, a government school, one teacher for 40 school children. How, how the heck do you control 40 kindergarten kids? You know, also be careful when you are um, researching the Montessori schools. Make, go in and do a search for, I uh, forget her first name. But anyway, um, the woman who founded the Montessori schools and make sure that they are using her curriculum. Because some of them are starting to skate away from it. Um, I was informed. By whom? By my girlfriend, Deb, whose grandchild went to the Montessori school when they were in Texas. Now they're in Washington. And they found two that were not going with the Montessori model, but they found one that was. They're not supposed to use the name if they're not going to follow I know. And there's a Montessori school here in Butte, too. She needs to report it. Yes, she did. She did. There's also a Montessori school here that just opened in Butte. That's not going to help anybody who's listening to us. No, I know, but I was telling you. <laughs> I, don't and, think any, I don't think anyone in Butte listens to me. And show. two Catholic schools. They were just put in this year. Cool, huh? Private schools coming here? Private uh, Catholic schools? There's so many Catholic schools that aren't Catholic. They, they're not run by the Catholic Church anymore. So Be careful there, too. Yes. I mean, the colleges, some colleges still keep... The name, and they say they're a Catholic school, but they're not. They're not. They're not teaching the the Catholic Church morality, spirituality, and all that. And so, a lot of them have had their names have been told to take their Catholic out of their name. There's been many schools that they pulled their name out of, and won't be happening now because Pope is a commie. So. He really is. He's a South. He's a South American socialist, uh, and he's from the uh, what's the branch of Jesuit? Jesuit, which are known for child abuse, uh, and south of the border, they weren't when they went south of the border. They they brought into that social justice um, dogma. Yeah, the the uh, something theology. Yeah. 
you know, they they were taking blacks some theology in Obama's church, and that comes from South America. When them, when they went to South America, Jesuits, the the government wouldn't let them come back because they brought it to uh, what is it called? Man, I hate when I have a brain fart. Oh, well, it'll come to me sooner or later in my sleep, probably. All right, enough. Move along. (laughs) I can't. My head hurts now. (laughs) Okay. I know there's people out there screaming it. (laughs) There's nobody in the chat room, so I couldn't help you there. Right. We do have a chat room. Second Amendment. President Trump signed a bill into law in February repealing an Obama-era Social Security Administration rule adding mental disability determinations to the background check registry. The Obamanist regulation potentially allowed the denial of Second Amendment rights to many competent mentally healthy citizens, especially veterans. Oh my goodness, we made it to January. Trans-Pacific Partnership. Trump signed an executive order in January removing the U.S. from the International Pact which critics charged was a monumental compromise to American sovereignty and would take millions of jobs away from American workers. Persecuted Christians reversing Obama's administration policy, Trump pledged in January that Christian refugees suffering persecution in Muslim countries would be given priority over other refugees seeking to enter the United States. Homeland Security, Trump signed an executive order in January banning people from seven countries regarded by Obama's administration as havens for terrorism from entering the U.S. for 90 days and blocked all refugees for 120 days while the administration assessed its security process. After legal challenges, the administration issued a revised order in March and in June, the U.S. Supreme Court decided a version of the ban could go into effect until the court addresses its constitutionality in October. Which we have no idea what happened. No one's talking about and it. And they don't have that power. It's made up power. No, they have no power to strike down laws, to make law. Their job is, if you pay attention, all foreign. And if the executive branch and or the legislative branch would like their opinion on a bill, then they ask them for their opinion and they give them their opinions and then they decide what to do with it. They, they're not, they're not orders. They're opinions. They're not ruling. It's opinion. They're not supposed to rule us. They, they are very oligarchy, isn't it? I know. I, I love throwing words like that around. Homeland Security, Trump signed an executive order in January banning people from seven countries regarding, I just did that, immigration again. The DOJ resumed the criminal prosecution of first-time illegal border crossers after it had been stopped by the Obama administration. Government reforms. See, this one's backed right up into the, the other one, so it looks like it's part of the same thing. Trump signed an executive order in January to expedite environmental reviews of infrastructure projects to jumpstart industry spending and investment. Manufacturing regulations. Trump signed an executive order in January reducing regulations on manufacturers. 
860 regulations. Abortion. In January, Trump expressed strong support for the annual pro-life March for Life. Vice President Mike Pence became the first vice president to speak at the event, and White House Senior Advisor Kellyanne Conway also spoke. Regulatory reform. Trump set up task forces in every agency to remove, quote, job-killing regulations, end quote, and increase economic opportunity. The Trump administration is on track to finish the first phase of its regulatory reform program with $645 million in net annual regulatory savings, according to an analysis by the American Action Forum. By comparison, during President Caesar Barack Obama's years in office, more than 22,700 regulations were imposed on Americans at a cost to American consumers, businesses, and workers of more than $120 billion each. AAF called Trump's order reducing regulation and controlling regulatory costs one of the most significant developments in regulatory policy in decades. Noted it was the first time in U.S. history that the executive branch has established a regulatory budget. I did it again under women. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> you did a lot, I actually. know. Okay, so this is a really big deal. And we're not going to feel some of these things for a while. People are already feeling it. They're already new jobs. Are Where do you think the new jobs are coming from? Coming from people that had this regulatory burden lifted so they can actually afford to start a business. Immigration. Trump expanded deportation priorities, signing an executive order in January that includes people who have committed acts that constitute a chargeable criminal offense, which could include anyone who entered the country illegally, leading to a significant increase in arrests. Yes, it's illegal to enter our country illegally. People Women, don't get that. It's a misdemeanor the first time, a felony, second time, and thereafter. Women in business. Trump launched the United States Canada Council for advancement of women entrepreneurs and business leaders with Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in February. Military. In January, Trump signed a memorandum to begin the expansion and rebuilding of the U.S. military. Government um, government reform. Trump signed an executive order January 23rd, placing a hiring freeze on federal employees. Yay. How come we don't hear any of this? I mean, none of it. I mean, it's like a blackout in, in the news agencies. They're not news agencies, but propaganda. That's all they are. It's propaganda mills. Regulatory reform. Shortly after his inauguration, President Trump signed an executive order mandating that for every new regulation, two regulations must be revoked. In practice, the administration has exceeded that mark, rescinding or delaying more than 860 regulations or 16 regulations for every new one implemented. Abortion. In January, Trump signed an order reinstating the Mexico City policy, which defunded the International Planned Parenthood Federation and other organizations that promote foreign abortions. Did it again. President's salary. President Trump, as promised during his election campaign, has donated his salary. Technology. After his election, Trump met with top tech leaders, including Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, Bill Gates of Microsoft, and Jeff Bezos of Amazon, according to Gates. It was a good conversation about innovation 
and how it can be held. I, I got to go to a commercial break. Check Cropper Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. When you see around the globe the maldistribution of wealth, the, the desperate plight of millions of people in underdeveloped countries, uh, when you see so few haves and so many have-nots, when you, when you see the greed and the concentration of power within... Aren't you ever... Did you ever have a moment of doubt about capitalism? And whether greed's a good idea to run on? Well, first of all, tell me, is there some society you know that doesn't run on greed? You think Russia doesn't run on greed? You think China doesn't run on greed? What is greed? Of course, none of us are greedy. It's only the other fellow who's greedy. <laughs> this, the world runs on individuals pursuing their separate interests. The great achievements of civilization have not come from government bureaus. Einstein didn't construct his theory under order from, a, from a, a bureaucrat. Henry Ford didn't revolutionize the automobile industry that way. In the only cases in which the masses have escaped from the kind of grinding poverty you're talking about, the only cases in recorded history are where they, where they have had capitalism and largely free trade. If you want to know where the masses are worth, worse off, worst off, it's exactly in the kinds of societies that depart from that. So that the record of history is absolutely crystal clear that there is no alternative way so far discovered of improving the lot of the ordinary people that can hold a candle to the productive activities that are unleashed by a free enterprise system. But it seems to reward not virtue as much as ability to manipulate the system. Uh, and what does reward virtue? You think the uh, communist commissar rewards virtue? You think a Hitler rewards virtue? You think, excuse me, if you'll pardon me, do you think American presidents reward virtue? Do they choose their appointees on the basis of the virtue of the people appointed or on the basis of their political clout? Is it really true that political self-interest is nobler somehow than economic self-interest? You know, I think you're taking a lot of things for granted. And just tell me where in the world you find these angels who are going to organize society for us. Well, I don't even trust you to do that. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the president, Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal 
of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. He was acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done. Uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. The Recovery Act and our actions to fix the financial system were decisive in starting to turn the economy around. Growing uh, at a good clip. I'm calling this the recovery, the summer of recovery. The summer of recovery, or I might even call it the summer of projects. Our economy is stronger. That economic heartbeat is growing stronger. All of them have projects that are shovel-ready. Shovel-ready projects. Shovel-ready projects. We are seeing shovels hit the ground. Shovel-ready was not as uh, <laughs> shovel-ready as we expected. The next two years, our job now is putting our economy into overdrive. Well, this is Obama's economy. That's fine. Give it to me. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. It took us two shows and two hours <laughs> to get through while Trump's done. I'm not done yet. I know. So, back to technology. After his election, Trump met with top tech leaders, including Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook, Bill Gates of Microsoft, and Jeff Bezos of Amazon, all of which are progs, except I don't know about Amazon guy. Maybe not, but the others I know. Giant. According to Gates, it was good conversation about innovation, how it can help in health education, the impact of foreign aid and energy, and a wide-ranging conversation about power of innovation. And we have now finally finished the 149 achievements of the Trump administration thus far. A little over a year. Less than a year, because it looks like he started in January. It's it, it just, nobody gets all this. And, uh, and you know, the, this is probably not the first time he's even met with these all these people, because he's in business. I'm sure he's met Zuckerberg before. I'm nah. sure they've all been in the same circle. I doubt it. He's a real estate mogul. They're just different. Not to mention they're left-wing kooks. And Zuckerberg's a child compared to Trump. <laughs> Trump's like 70-something. And he's like, what, 28? All right, the ups and downs for the week. A down from the Indie Channel. People all over the country are complaining that their glass tables have shattered spontaneously, sometime when there's no one in the room. And we're starting another sentence with N. What? 
What if they all go to the school of how not to write? What are they teaching in school? I mean, you figure, teach them how to read and write. No, I guess not. Because 50%, about 50% of those uh, that graduate college with a bachelor's degree are functional illiterates. And this is, this is stupid mistakes, really. I mean, come on. You don't start a sentence with end. It's a conjunction. Even popular brands like Ikea are not immune. Holy Bird says that's because whoever they're buying the glass from, probably China, doesn't know what the hell they're doing. People all over the country are completely... Holly Bird says she still has hundreds of pieces of broken glass all over her teenage son's bedroom after her glass home, glass top desk from Ikea exploded. I was cooking dinner when I heard a big sound like a big boom, and it, and my first thought was a tree had fallen into the house. That's how loud it was, she said. She rushed upstairs. His glass top desk had just shattered, basically exploded, she said. Good thing her teenage son was away at school as she found shards of glass even in his bed. We were just fortunate no one was around, she said. Chance occurrence or alarming trend? Burns thought it was just a one-time freak occurrence until she went online and started finding other complaints about the exact same thing happening. Consumer Product Safety Commission has more than a dozen complaints about IKEA glass tables and products shattering. Several consumers have been posting YouTube videos of their experience. The table exploded during dinner, one young YouTube posting said. I hate YouTube. Go to pew.tube. IKEA is now investigating Holly Burns' report. However, IKEA told the Daily Mail earlier this year, a spokesman for IKEA said it uses special tempered glass designed to minimize risk of injury should it shatter. The safety of our products is always our main priority, and our entire range is tested rigorously to meet the highest standards. The SALMI table is made of tempered glass. We understand the experience of the glass breaking can be distressing. However, tempered glass is designed to shatter to minimize risk of injury. The safety of our products is always our main priority, and our entire range is tested rigorously to meet the highest standards. Over time, small knocks and fractures can affect the durability of tempered glass. We understand the experience of the glass breaking can be distressing. However, tempered glass is designed to shatter to minimize risk of injury. They are correct. That's that's the same glass that's used in automotive windows, not windshield. But all the other windows are tempered glass. Windshield is got a, it's a layered glass. So it doesn't, it doesn't come apart like, like the other glass, because that would be all in your face and, you know, it would, not a good idea. So it's a laminate glass for the windshield, but the rest of them are designed to shatter into a million pieces for safety. This, uh, Past summer, we reported on a family whose glass patio table, not from Ikea, also shattered spontaneously. An expert told us tempered glass shatters in dramatic fashion, which may explain why it is reported so much these days. Unlike old-fashioned plate glass, 
which breaks into large, sharp pieces, tempered glass is very safe. It rarely cuts people, as the edges of each broken piece are rounded. But Holly Burns is taking no chances. I would probably steer clear of it in the future and go for the old standard wooden desk that I know would be sturdy and nothing like that would ever happen to it, she said. The CPSC, meantime, has hundreds of complaints about shattered glass tables, shower doors, and even doors. At this point, though, the agency is not saying it, the problem is getting worse or if we are just hearing about it more thanks to social media. But know the risks of glass so you don't waste your money. I don't know why people buy glass tables. I don't like them. I'm a fan of wood. All right, up down from cnsnews.com. A majority of European Union countries have signed up to a plan to establish an EU-wide joint defense cooperative in a bid to strengthen European unity and reduce dependence on NATO. Defense and foreign ministers from 23 EU member countries signed the plan to form the Agreement on Permanent Structured Cooperation, PESCO, which will allow members to cooperate more closely on security operations and building up military capability. Participants will be able to invest in joint projects and share planning, operations, assets, and costs when acquiring new capabilities such as military air transport. PESCO is an ambitious, binding, and inclusive European legal framework for investment in the security and defense of the EU's territory and citizens. Support for the initiative appears to be driven by a desire to bolster European defense and unity following Britain's role vote to leave the EU and the turmoil in Catalonia, and by uncertain over President Trump's commitment to NATO. His commitment is based on you paid your fair share. That's it. Trump, while campaigning, labeled NATO obsolete, and he changed it because Russia started acting up again, and accused European partners of failing to meet financial obligations. Last April, however, he said during a meeting with NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg, that he no longer viewed the alliance as obsolete and praised its long history. Still doubts remain. It is important for us, especially after the election of the American president, that we can organize ourselves independently as Europeans, German Defense Minister Ursula von der Leyen said at the PESCO lunch. Launch, sorry. If there is a crisis in our neighborhood, we must be able to act. I absolutely agree with this. I know. I Why is it our business to Thank take you. to protect you? Protect your dang self. We're part of NATO. We don't ask you to protect us. If still PESCO is intended to complement rather than replace NATO, and would, for instance, undertake tasks outside of NATO's remit, such as in Africa. Speaking at the launch, Stoltenberg described PESCO as an opportunity to strengthen the European pillar within NATO. Okay, that's why it's a down. They need to get on. They need to be all by themselves. Screw the rest of the Europeans. No, what are you talking about? 
This is the EU, the European Union. Right, but they're not going to just, they, they're going to be a pillar within NATO. Yeah, they say, but that's just what they're saying. They're going completely outside. NATO's just about Europe. They want to get involved in Africa. Go ahead. What's that's the down though? We should be out of NATO. <laughs> no, they said no because you did. Oh, because of Russia. All the hundred forty nine things. No, um, they are stepping up and spending more money in NATO. The other NATO nations. They said unless you pay your fair share, we'll pull it out. Well, they're starting to step up because they don't want us to pull out. But I want to, regardless, I don't want my, I don't want any bases in Europe. Let them take back the bases and protect themselves. If they're attacked, we have an obligation to come to their defense, and we will. But we're just not going to have foreign bases all over the place. It's ridiculous. It's not. We don't need it. The world doesn't need it. They need to pay for their own protection. Like that's that's why this isn't up. Good for them. Step up. Because we don't have to be part of it, so it works for me. Let the again let Europe defend Europe. It's a simple concept. Countries need to defend themselves. You can't. We can't be spending all the money to protect all of Europe, and while they're squandering money on socialist nonsense and fuzzy muzzies, instead of getting their heads back around a free market system getting their own military up to snuff so they can protect themselves. We come to their aid. We're their backup. That's what NATO is. The other countries are backup in case they're attacked. But you have to first defend yourself long enough for us to get there. That's how it's set up in the United States, too, by the way. The militia, uh, those of us able-bodied like, not me, 18 to 45, you were supposed to hold them off long enough for the guard to come in and back you up. And then the guard's supposed to be able to hold them off long enough for the national government to come in and help. That's, that's how it's supposed to work. And that's how it should work over there, too. You defend. You are the initial defense. We are your backup. Enough is enough. We can't afford this anymore. You know how much money we'd save closing all those bases and bringing people back here? Getting rid of a standing army, get put more money into building up the navy, working to get rid of the air yeah, force you know, or an amendment to we, allow them to exist. And we're not allowed to leave our equipment there, and or they can buy. No, from no, us no, no, no. And buy our bases. Yeah. Well, our bases are in their soil. I don't think we bought it. I don't know. I don't think we bought it. I think they just let us do that because we're defending them. I'd have I to think it's still their, still their property if they want it back. <clears throat> I don't want money for the bases. They can have the bases. They have enough. They'll have enough trouble filling the air bases with airplanes. Uh, that's what I want them to spend their money on. Not buying. It won't cost us anything to just walk away from it. Bring our equipment home, or they can buy the equipment, like Susan said, and they won't have to. But we're not just going to give it to you. It's just not going to happen because. We'll sell it first. Are you kidding me? Thank God we have a we have a, a a billionaire tycoon as president. He understands this stuff. He thinks he's, you don't just give it away. You sell it, make money. That's why everybody had a complete fit when he said, "If you if 
we're going to give anything to anyone in Iraq. We want their oil. Look, pay for it. We're not giving it to them. Again, he wouldn't have said sell it to them. Not giving it to them. We're going to sell it to them. Yeah, but we gave it to them, and that was under oh, Bush. Uh, 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 that was not Trump. We're talking about Trump. We're talking about now. It's like a bogged down in old presidencies. Yeah, but that got me very... We were really upset, and that's what ISIS used, our equipment. Yeah, well, that's exactly why they said that in those 149 things you were listening, that they're not doing that anymore. No. So, like I said, if we're going to get rid of the Air Force... They could buy our planes. I don't care, but they gotta buy. They gotta pay for it. Otherwise, we'll take it back and we'll sell it to other countries. It's called it's called a free market system. You know, it, Trump actually understands this. The first president in my life that really understands this. No, not even Ronald Reagan. He was an actor and then a governor. Hey, he was a good president, no no doubt about it. But he really doesn't understand the free market. He didn't make money in the free market. He made it acting. That's a whole different world, as we're finding out now. It's also a perverted world. And I'm starting to wonder why all these Jews are so disgusting. Homosexuals, pedophilias, the, the whole Weinstein thing. More and more people are getting outed. It's not just wisely. It's, it's like everybody involved in Hollywood and television is are pedophiles and Jewish. That bothers me because that's evil. And you know, I don't like hearing bad things said about Jews. I'm not one of those anti-Zionist people. But this many. Jews, disgusting sexual predators. That takes, that puts a new spin on everything. What you didn't know? Wiener was a Jew. Yeah, <laughs> which is amazing because he's married to. Isn't he married to Abedin? Uma Abedin, yes. Who I think is, but I think she's a. I think she's Hitler's lover. So. Yeah, but I'm saying a so Jew married to an Iranian? That's kind of weird. They're self-loathing Jews. Jew, they're not religious Jews. They're Jews by blood only. And Jew, Jews are a race of people, not Muslims. Correct. So Jews are Jews, Jewish because of, the, because of their DNA, but also their religion. And you could be not be Jewish by DNA. And chose to convert to Judaism, and you'd still be a Jew, but not a Jewish Jew. Right. Not one of the, no, lost tribes, whatever. Right. I think uh, some of us are part of the lost tribes, but I don't, I don't know where these people are. They, they've, <laughs> see, again, Jewish people constantly turn their back on God, constantly. And look where it's led, this filth, this disgusting cancer in our country. How many children have been completely screwed up mentally because of these people? Now, Hannity's worried about, you know, just the the thing of being in Hollywood with kids. is so, you know, fame and all that. It's really difficult for them to deal with. You have to believe in God, blah, blah, blah. Really? How, how about you report on a Nickelodeon, passing them around, having sex with them? And 
Uh, and that's the parents' fault. Yeah, if you said, of course it is, because you should be monitoring this. Don't just give your kids to people. I know, right? But this is this is how far our society has gone off kilter. Which go brings me back to the analogy I had last night with the new comedy we were watching. The mother had no problem having a full time nanny so she can go to the movies with her husband. Again, yep. giving your kid away, letting someone else raise your child. Um, yeah, I, I have no problems with babysitters. I mean, I was a ba- that's how you go to the movie. You don't need a full time nanny to go to the movie. Thank you. You need you need someone to be there for what about four hours? You know, dinner and movie, come home. But and besides the fact of that comedy, the other thing that's really horrible about that comedy show showing that is because she has family that live like in the same building with yeah, her. Yeah, I know. You got to raise your own kids, and I don't care how much that it troubles women out there. You have to raise your own children. You cannot just pass them off to nannies if you're rich or if you're poor. Put put them into the government uh, meat grinders. Yes, now they under Obama's they stretch that to preschool. So now pre kindergarten, you're dropping your kids off for other people to raise while you go to work. This, there's got to be a better way. And we're feeding their kids three meals a day. And again, there's got to be a better way. This is not solving problems. This is this is cementing problems in place. Listen to this carefully. The government school's job is to destroy any notion of individualism in your child and sexual identity not being fluid and encouraging them to try all kinds of things from homosexuality to cutting in government schools this is what they're teaching you're sending them there because you need a babysitter well i'm sorry you need to make enough money to pay a babysitter so you can come home to your kid and not some nightmare that's been twisted by government schools Okay, we're really down a rabbit hole now from NATO. <laughs> I don't care. That was important. Are you done with this? Yeah, I'm done with it. Okay. <clears throat> down from Fox News. A hidden video from 2014 showed nurses laughing as a World War II veteran repeatedly called for help and died while in their care. The family of James Dempsey, 89, of Woodstock, Georgia, Hit a camera in a late veteran's room in the Northeast Atlanta Health and Rehabilitation Center, which captured the night he died. The video showed the decorated World War II veteran repeatedly calling for help, saying he could not breathe. If you could call for help, you can breathe. Sorry. It also showed the nurses failing to take life-saving measures and laughing as they tried to start an oxygen machine. Dempsey's family sued the nursing home in 2014 following the veteran's death. Dempsey's family declined the comment on videos, citing a settlement with the nursing home, WXAIA-TV reported. The nursing home's attorneys attempted to stop media news outlet WXIA-TV from getting the video, but a DeKalb County judge ruled to unseal the footage. The nurses, including a nurse supervisor, Wanda Knuckles, told Dempsey's family lawyers in the deposition that when she learned the veteran had stopped breathing, she rushed to his room and took over CPR. 
keeping it up until paramedics, WXIA-TV reported. Until paramedics, what, showed up, finished the sentence? Uh, are you kidding me? However, the secret video showed that nobody was doing CPR when she arrived, and she did not start immediately. After the attorney showed Knuckles the video, she told him it was an honest mistake based on her normal reactions. When the attorneys asked what Knuckles, it's a weird name, <laughs> Knuckles was laughing, she said she did not remember. WXIATV reported the nurse home, nursing home was told of the video in 2015, but did not terminate the nurses until 10 months later. Knuckles and another nurse did not surrender their licenses until this September when the Georgia Board of Nursing was sent a link to the video by the news station. Okay, this, uh, this, this, this is a complicated one here. There's something called gallows humor, black humor. Uh, often when I'm running a, a cardiac arrest, and I have EMTs helping me. There's a lot of banter, jokes, laughing. But we're doing our job. This seems, that's the difference. They're not yeah. doing their job. Right, that's the, not the laughing and stuff. That, like I said, you tell jokes to lighten the mood. It's, you know, it's 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 kind of a downer. <laughs> you know. And uh, and I still remember doing. I, I came. I realized when I came out of the room how much we were laughing, and I had to go out and tell the family that their loved one was dead, and there's nothing I could do. And it was amazing that they, and uh, they never said anything about the laughing. I said, I apologize about the, the joking. It's just you know, light, it lightens the mood when you have to do this all the time. It's a bit, it's a bit overwhelming and depressing, uh, but I didn't get that out before. She just hugged me, and I'm like, uh, eh, pat, pat, okay. He hates hugs. I'm not a touchy feely person. He's my not. my parents <laughs> never touched me that much, so uh, he's not. I can attest to that. And I don't know these people. Why are they hugging me? Uh, it's kind of personal. <laughs> Whereas our neighbor, he's a huggy bear. <laughs> Your friend. Oh, yeah. He doesn't hug me anymore. Yeah. He doesn't hug me, though. He does better. I don't like it. Yes, but they weren't doing their job. That was the difference, Brian. Well, that's why I pointed out. That's yeah. why I said it's kind of complicated. Yep. So, uh, but, you know, they lost their licenses. So, justice served, at least. Records show the nursing home continued to have problems, including $813,000 in Medicare fines since 2015. It said the nursing home got a good inspection report in May, but still has Medicare's lowest score, a one-star rating. The nursing home was currently still open. Oh, she's ready for a break. <laughs> All right, we're going to go for a break. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. Socialists, you will be assimilated. You 
your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Hey there! Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools: a free tablet and laptop for. Undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you, and you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. Eight hundred seven nine seven one two five six. Eight hundred seven nine seven one two five six. That's eight hundred seven nine seven twelve fifty six. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family, and you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of five hundred thousand dollars or more, call the Term Lifeline today at eight hundred four three zero eighteen ninety one eight hundred four three zero eighteen ninety one. See if you qualify for up to one million dollars in coverage for as little as three dollars a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now eight hundred four three zero eighteen ninety one. Eight hundred four three zero eighteen ninety one. Eight hundred four three zero eighteen ninety one. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for ten or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick ten-minute call could solve them right now. So call the student loan helpline now. Eight hundred two one five six eight one three. Eight hundred two one five six eight one three. Eight hundred two one five six eight one three. Eight hundred two one five six eight one three. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Nobody wants to get ripped off, broken into, or robbed, but nobody wants to pay a lot of money to have their home protected either. I've got an offer to tell you about to provide home security for your home for a simple rate as low as nineteen ninety nine a month, for real, with no installation or equipment charges. And this is from a company rated number one by a leading consumer research company. According to the facts, most of you won't even call unless there's a burglary in your neighborhood or something bad happens. So let's give you a reason: save money. For as low as $19.99 a month with no other costs, you can get your home secured. Plus, get a lifetime equipment replacement warranty. You need protection for your home. Call the Home Security Hotline right now. 
Call now. That's 800-218-9520. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Our... Half of two. Three. Three. Our half of three. 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 Okay, it's the last 30 minutes, no, 25 minutes of the show. And I have no way for you to call in right now because I had to change everything. I don't know if, <laughs> I, don't know if I can get it back just because I don't have money to invest in anything. We have changed this interface, the way we've done our show call-in options like a bazillion times in the past two years a lot right <laughs> oh all right where were we oh the ups and downs for the week right nope you oh, finished up. venezuela we're at venezuela from world dead deli did you thank everybody whose sound files you used yet Paul Shanklin. I didn't use any of those tonight. I did yesterday, and we did thank them. I didn't thank them yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Look, I have a list, okay? I have <coughs> proof. Okay, proof. I have proof right here. Um, Let's see. Nope. We didn't use any of them either. <laughs> oh, yeah. What would you do for Obamacare? You thanked Dark Prince. That was yesterday. Right. Well, I'm going to thank Paul Shanklin anyway, because we use his stuff a lot, and sometimes we forget to mention it. So go check out paulshanklin.com, shanklin.com. I need to go check it out again. I don't know what happened. All the sound files are missing now. I mean, it's weird. Maybe maybe, uh, he was having problems with his provider finding out he's conservative and doesn't like his stuff and therefore it got all messed up. I don't know. But Shanklin.com is what I know I'm gonna go back. I'll go I'll look into it this week. Cause I have his permission to play his stuff in writing. But I still want to talk to him. <clears throat> anyway, World at Daily. Cuba has a grandiose plan for its socialist paradise that haven't come to fruition after six decades. I don't, I don't like to these people, right? <clears throat> six decades. The island nation still has a failed economy. The small number of citizens who own cars tend to drive antiques. I love those antique cars, though. It has little influence on the international scene and relations within its northern neighbor... The U.S. are still strained at best. For example, the U.S. recently expelled 15 Cuban diplomats after 22 U.S. members of the embassy in Havana, <clears throat> which recently under Barakas Obamanis suffered injuries from bizarre sonic weapons. Nevertheless, according to Breitbart News, there are now at least 
93,000 Cubans in Venezuela helping run the disastrous socialist economy in what could be described as an invasion, even if the invaders were invited. That's a lot of people. The report quotes a retired general who said Venezuela's government officials decided to, quote, import Fidel Castro's ill-fated communism experiment, end quote. I'm not doing the end quote quote anymore. Okay, Brian, I don't understand. How are they feeding these 93,000 people? People are eating flamingos and dogs. Well, if they're going there, they're probably the elites from Cuba. They have all they want to eat and drink and party and women, everything. That's why all these horrible, disgusting Hollywood people love going there. Yeah, probably young boys, too. I forgot to add that, yeah. Again, evil begets evil. Thousands of Cubans hold key positions in various Venezuelan government sectors, particularly in the National Security and Intelligence Services, used to monitor politicians, opposition members, business executives, and the population as a whole to keep the socialist regime in power, noted retired Major General Antonio Rivero, the report said. Are you hearing all this? We lost another one because we had an idiot for president. And now communism is spreading. Well, it's really socialism. Socialism is spreading now. Now Cuba's actually running Venezuela. So it's a matter of time before it's just one big happy family. Uh, their, their desires have all South American communists. The only thing in their way tends to be that Hispanics are Catholic, and so they they don't really get on board with the socialist agenda, uh, because for one thing, abortion's a mortal sin. Anyway, it is complicated down there. Uh, the people are are kept d- dumb and hungry. You know. It's hard. It's hard to make any kind of big decisions when you when you're left dumb and hungry. All you want is a piece of cheese, right? The government gives you a piece of cheese. Oh, uh, I feel better now. They have not even been giving them cheese. Oh, they're, yeah. te- they're, they're giving te- them stuff. Trust me, they got cheap food. They're giving them. No, they're not. Some of them are starving, but not most the- of them are starving. Well, most of the people always starve because there's too many of them for the government and they just got to get rid of them and so they, they starve them that's so they did that to the russia the ussr did that in the ukraine they weren't on board with the socialist agenda so they came in military force stole all the food they were farmers stole all their food and starved them out that's the wonderful communist socialist government that young idiots in more than one country, I can tell you for a fact because I've talked to them, that even think there's, it's a good idea to have a collectivist kind of government in life. And it, it doesn't work. It never has worked and it never will work. But it's hard to explain that to poor people that are suffering. And they just, there has to be something better than this government. There is. It's called our, it's called our constitution. Go go get that, install it in your government, and your country will be better than ours because we don't follow it. What you need is limited government. 
You don't want more government help. You want less government help. Get the government out of your life. It's, it's just a thing you should do constantly. The government causes problems. And does It rarely fixes anything. Sometimes short-term band-aids, but that's it. Again, we the people are the answer. We help each other. That's what's got to happen. I don't care if you're in Mexico. Listen up. First thing to do is start helping each other out. Start talking about John Locke and Hayek and Mises and Adam Smith. I, I could go on. There's just so many of them. From, from the Enlightenment period, study that. That works. Our Constitution works. The problem is we, the people, forgot to enforce it. That was the beginning of the end. Because now the government's in charge of itself. And when the government's in charge of itself, well, guess what? It does what the government wants, right? Makes sense, doesn't it? It's that simple. You have to start with our Constitution and, like, laser constantly keep on making sure the government does not violate and go outside the enumerated powers of what you have granted them. That's what was required here. We did, we did it for a long time. And then for some reason we stopped. There was really FDR. I think really turned it around and started that, started that road down. Uh, even though Tommy, the commie Woodrow Wilson was trying full time to do it. Uh, he didn't get it. He didn't get it long enough chance. We fired him because back then we were not idiots. Now we're idiots. Hey, let's put a commie in shot. He's going to spend all our money and we'll be fine. My Lord, if we weren't a reserve currency, we'd be bankrupt already. And don't think that that won't be taken away from us because there's been talks of that for a, a good long time now. I've been listening. China, Russia wanted get rid of us as a cur as a reserve currency uh europe doesn't and but that could change see that's the problem and if it changes and it could be an attack on us our enemies say well let's finish them let's get let's get them not to be the reserve currency and the second that happens we're bankrupt we're way too far in debt, and we're going to keep going in debt because there's no way for Trump to run the economy without continuing to go into debt because he's trying to cut down all the costs. Believe me, he is, and he is, but it's it's such a massive problem. It's just we have let it become absolute that we could accept Obama's putting us five, no, $10 trillion more in debt, really? It wasn't just us, Brian. It was also all elected cockroaches, those idiots up there. No. It's our job to control them. I know. Not their job to control us. Unfortunately, it flipped. They are controlling us, and we are not controlling them. And that's the problem. Now, if you listen to this show, you've made all the right first steps. You're getting educated. Fabulous. Pass it on, because we need tens of millions of people to think like this. As to fix, to even get this starting to fix. It's not my job to educate everybody. It's my job to educate you, my listener. It's your job to pay it forward. 
for this show to have influence, it's up to you, the listeners, to pass it on. I'll keep doing what I'm doing. It's up to you to step up and take it the next step. I don't want to read this anymore, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I don't know why. We've covered most of this already. No, we haven't. Oh, yeah, we have. Uh, during a meeting held by Justice Cuba Human Rights Organization, Rivero, a critic of the so-called Bolivarian Revolution launched by the late Hugo Chavez, explains that by 2010, there was a permanent presence of approximately 92,700 Cubans carrying various missions in all areas and sectors of the socialist government. Venezuela is now led by Chavez's chosen successor, Nicolas Maduro. The report explained it was under Chavez that the two nations, both advocates for totalitarianism, set up the process for Cubans to take part in Venezuela's management, including health care, social welfare, and national security programs. By all means, you should ask the people that have failed miserably to come into your country and do the same thing. Exactly. We've never heard about this. All the Venezuelan news you and I have done on this show, we never knew that there was a bunch of Cubans in there since 2010. Who cares? They're all commies. Doesn't, that doesn't matter to me at all. What, what, what's surprising is, last time I checked, those two countries didn't touch. Exactly. Which makes it hard to expand your empire, sort of. Uh, but I'm sure they're planning on getting all the ones in between. Now, how will they do that? Through peaceful revolution or through violent revolution? And I'm going to tell you right now, I already know, because I know I know all about the Cuban Revolution. It will be violent. It will be bloody. But, however, this was encouraged under Obama because he's a weak little homosexual freak. And they know he wasn't going to do anything. And then they ain't got a new, there's a new sheriff in town. You better be careful, because he'll, he'll, he'll come down on you hard. He's not Obama. He's not George W. Bush. Thank God. Not Clinton, either. No, he's not Clinton. He's, I, I can go on through history. I know, through all history. He's a, he's a new type of bird. No, actually, he reminds me a lot of Harding and Coolidge. Coolidge? Yeah. They were businessmen. They were successful businessmen. They came in and they started cutting government. Cut, 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 cut. And they caused the Roaring Twenties, which every prog who reads the requisite talking points always says, oh, no, the Roaring Twenties caused the Depression. No, it didn't. It was the idiot Republican Hoover who came after Coolidge. And that's a story in and of itself. Who, who didn't want to be vice president, who didn't want to be president. And again, these are the people we want, see? Mm -hmm. He was a great, greatest, better than Reagan. Much greater than Reagan. Again, and that begs the question that we always asked, and a lot of other people are asking that too. Why would Trump want to do this? He doesn't have to. Well, the, You know? Yeah, people that don't want to do it are the best for the job. That's exactly right. That's why I was saying, grab him kicking and screaming. 
And those are the people you want. Get them in office. They don't want to power. They don't want to screw people over. So they'll do the best job. The ones that really, really want it, that are professional politicians, well, they're part of the problem. They want same, same. Mini-me, state, local governments to the national totalitarian government. Well, and that's the reason that I report on Venezuela, because we were really close to being this. And I don't even know if Trump can even turn it around. It's so bad. If he could just slow it down, that'd be enough. All right, uh, where was I? (sighs) The Cubans include about 3,000 specialists in intelligence who are capable of monitoring both Cubans and Venezuelans in Venezuela, the report said. The oppressive Cuban presence reportedly extends beyond the civilian government into the military, Breitbart said. The presence of the Cubans was referenced and report by the U.S.-based news agency that broadcast to Cuba, Martin Noticias, which claimed there were many Cuban soldiers already in Venezuela, including 4,500 infantry and nine battalions. This is scary stuff. I'm sorry. Observers said the Venezuelan economy is in chaos because of the government pursuit of socialism. Walnut Derley reported just weeks ago that two Venezuelan opposition leaders were taken from their homes in what has seen as a new sign of impending dictatorship. Venezuela has been racked by violent protests for well over a year. Frequent electrical blackouts and chronic shortages of food and medicine have caused great unrest, turning much of the population against Maduro and his regime. So that's why he brought in the Cubans. That's right. The country's pro-Maduro Supreme Court only fanned the flames in March when it tried to seize power from the National Assembly, which has been controlled by Maduro opponents since December 2015. Observing the South American nation from his perch as chairman of the D.C.-based Religious Freedom Coalition, William J. Murray sees a country consumed by utter chaos. You see, have the, what the, this is what the court's getting out of control. This is what happens when communism comes in. It, it's never communism, socialism. This is what happens when it comes in. This is, this is the dying... Blow. No, the dying gurgle of a death rattle of the citizens of Venezuela. That government's not going to listen to them. They don't care how much they march. They don't care how much they starve. They're not. Now... Cuban, Cuba already knows how to do this to people because their people are without basic necessities all the time. No, just plenty of alcohol, though. There's always plenty of alcohol, just uh, none of the basic necessities like toilet paper, food, you know, stuff like that. Uh, so people suffer from all kinds of things, medical problems, and the, the, the government can't provide anything for them. They're supposed to provide everything. But they don't, they can't. The resources, socialism never works, ever. In the beginning, see, sometimes people think it's good, but I've never seen it good because always lots of people die in the takeover of the government. It's it's not like, oh, it's a silent coup. No, a violent coup, always. Ends justify the means. Oh, boy. Venezuela is already a state of anarchy. 
Murray told World Net Daily at the time. It has one of the highest murder rates in the world, and people are killing each other over boxes of cereal. The average Venezuelan has lost more than 10 pounds because of starvation. In a nation which has the largest oil reserves in the world, it should be rich. Where the heck is the United Nations? Isn't there this, this their job? A, no. Their job is to make... Us go down? One world global socialism. That's the goal. That's it. Why would they stop this? Plus, they want to kill hundreds of millions of people. Um, in a nation which has the largest oil reserves in the world, it should be rich. But Murray is not surprised that Venezuela is poor despite its abundance of oil. The country has been in the grip of socialist rule since 1999. Socialism is one strain of utopian thought, and as Murray demonstrates in his book, Utopian Road to Hell, enslaving America and the world with central planning. Utopian rulers throughout history have always brought poverty and misery to their people. Murray believes Maduro has joined the long line of utopian dictators, as evidenced most recently by his illegitimate constituent assembly election. There was a democracy in Venezuela, Murray said. It was a functioning democracy. And this constituent assembly is for one purpose, to put Maduro in power for life without any further elections, despite the fact that the overwhelming majority of people want him out now. Oh, it always happens that way. They're like, oh, socialism. Oh, my God, socialism sucks. Too late. Well, and that's what they did to us. We were a republic, and now they made us, like you said, a socialist democracy, and then the next thing is socialism, which is regressive. Anything moving away from the U.S. Constitution is regressive. All these other things have been tried throughout history and failed more than once throughout numerous times, always failed, never succeeded, not once in history, and yet these utopian idiots still keep trying to do it. But we could do it this time. No, you can't. It doesn't work. It will never work. Um, the U.S. government explains it continues to hope for a stable, prosperous, and free country for the Ah, <laughs> uh, how in six decades? It's like sixty years, and it hasn't happened yet. It's it's never improved one bit. It it's just stagnantly sucks. And if you don't believe me, find find some Cuban uh person to take a video i watched this thing on it was the only good thing that was ever on that stupid channel that uh gore current current but i actually watched this one thing on current that really shouldn't even been there based on their politics this was an american whose family was from cuba and so he wanted to go to cuba to see what cubans were like and he brought his camera and he documented it it is a hellhole. Everybody has zero hope. It's just people sitting around being miserable and complaining. And there's nothing to do, nothing to hope for. But with that, I have to go. It's been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.